0: <laughs> it's the Birdcast. I'm not even gonna pretend to know which number episode this is since I screwed it up so bad last time. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story. I'm a little bit prepared in that I have some songs queued up, and that's all. So let's see. I'll revisit the small town I'm from and say that, uh, I guess, in order... Well, I certainly wasn't thinking it's this at the time, and I probably wasn't doing it for this, but the, the way I rebelled against my Catholic parents was to choose to go to a non-denominational Baptist church called First Baptist Church in Modesto. And so that pretty much kept me from doing heroin or getting my girlfriend pregnant in the orchard, which is about, uh, the those are the three main choices. I guess you could just hang out and watch TV. I don't want to make it sound like everyone who graduated from, uh, from my high school was either a, a father, a mother, a heroin addict, or a Jesus freak. Uh, you could have just watched TV. I realize that now. But of the ones I picked, uh, choosing religion, I, I jokingly, I half-jokingly say I picked the one that was easiest to walk away from. Uh, but at the time, I meant it a lot. I was, uh, I was good at it. It brought me... Uh, it brought me a purpose more than that, it brought me the understanding that it's good to have a purpose. So, uh, I could probably uh, talk for hours and hours one-on-one with someone about the pros of uh, exposure to religion. Uh, that said, I don't believe the Bible is an accurate depiction of real events. I could talk for hours more about what I think the Bible really is, uh, but I, I will definitely say that I don't believe the the God that most people are there. But that's neither here nor there for the story. for 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 all intents and purposes, let's just summarize it as I I was a long-haired rocker who went to church and listened to uh, heavy metal and Christian heavy metal, and one of the biggest bands. In Christian metal at that time was a band called Tourniquet. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about them, other than to say that they were they were metal. I'm not going to go into their story or there's some symbolism. I'm not going to play any music that has uh, them singing, so don't worry. You don't have to turn your headphones off and go. Uh, Drink or go bathe yourself in goat's blood uh, to clear away the, the the Christianity. Uh, I'll spare you that. Uh, I guess. I'll, well, I'll, I'll talk about it just because it's kind of goes somewhere. Let's see. There, there were. Uh, well, the drummer. One of the. He's he's kind of a uh, a uh, whatever you call someone who's really 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 good at something. He's a, a phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal drummer um, Inspirational outside of the Christian world as well He's a classically trained musician And brought a lot of classical stuff He, he wrote a lot of the music And so, you know, as, uh, as Metallica In the mid-80s was adding a lot of classical harmonies And stuff to their, to their music uh, Tourniquet was doing the same kind of thing they, like Pantera, went through their their hair metal phase. So, I'm not recommending you go listen to any of their stuff. I'll just say that it, come 90s time, they were doing stuff like this. So, so, you know what I say when I say they weren't like pussies. And the reason why it matters so much, what I think, is uh, because, well, as you you probably know, if you've heard any of my podcasts before, I I come from a small town, and I moved to San Diego to be a rock star, uh, specifically on the drums, because I realized that drums was what I was best at, what I had the most fun at, what I was most creative on. Uh, brought me the most joy, kind of all of that stuff put together. And I was finally down in San Diego, uh, chasing the dream, working at Sizzler, uh, welcoming people in, taking their orders, uh, just making ends meet and then playing shows uh, nights. And uh, one day I get home and there was a phone, there's a message uh, someone phone called me, left a message with my roommate uh, saying that it was the uh, the manager for the band Tourniquet, that they'd lost their bass player, and they were looking for another bass player, and someone from my, uh, I guess obviously somewhere in the hometown, saw me uh, as I was a bass player in another band up there and recommended me, and they tried to get me to drive up to... Uh, to Long Beach, to audition to be in Tourniquet. Uh, boy, I haven't, I haven't shared this story in forever, but uh, just to, to talk about uh, struggles with choices. You know, I was I was in San Diego on my terms, trying to be a rock star and not a, a Christian rock star either, because I think we were all, uh at least most of us were not into that scene anymore but you know to to understand what what this is like for me to be asked to go audition to choose that at that fork in the road you know it's like if you know like if metallica had asked me to go join well obviously would have said yes cuz they were insanely rich at the time but Uh, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's, you know, one of, you know, the top five bands you've liked in the last five years. The manager calls you up and asks you to go audition. So, that was a a hell of a a position I was put in. Uh, I can, I can share the decision that I made. Uh, but first I want to play, there's a, a, an instrumental song off of one of their albums called Viento Borascoso which means devastating wind the drummer wrote it as a drum solo in the middle it's fun and you'll you'll hear what I mean about the the drummer being virtuosic that's a virtuo that's what the word I was trying to think of He, he does this drum solo and I don't know how bad it'll sound when it's smashed down for, for podcast, but he's doing this thing in the drum solo where he's just hitting the cowbell. Like, if I had two hands hitting the cowbell fast, that's as fast as he was playing it with one hand. It was uh, It's pretty, pretty neato. So it starts off with uh, some, some truckers on the CB radio warning each other about an impending tornado and then it goes into the tornado. So here's devastating wind. A huge funnel rips across the Ohio River, passes just west of Cincinnati, roars on through Hamilton County. Got a big funnel, boy, at North. No, have a big one. I can hear it now. That bass drum sounds like shit. Don't tell Ted I said that. Ted's the drummer, by the way. Yep, oh, the next song. I'll cut it off before before they start singing, but what well, you see there they're legit. They're not a uh, they're not slouching around. They're not a uh, they're not singing kumbaya. So I I let's I I met the band. I've seen the band several times. Most it's funny, most of the time I I I talked with them. It was with the bass player who they were asking me to replace. Uh, chill dudes. Well, that's the thing. You have, to, you have to be chill when you're in a Christian band. You're not allowed to not be chill. I also know, as of 15 years ago, how many of them weren't religious anymore, uh, which was almost all of them. I think the original singer who quit, he was the hair metal singer. And when they went, when the 90s came around and they went more, uh, Allison Chainsy on the vocals, uh, the, uh, the meatloafy singer quit because he didn't, he said he didn't like it because the songs are getting darker, but he just, I don't know. I'm not going to impugn him. I, I would be sad too if I was, uh, if I was singing big hair songs in the 80s and then 90s came around and I realized that I was not cool anymore, I would be sad too. So, uh, he gets props, but I think he's still religious. I know the drummer's still religious. Well, I shouldn't say I know. I haven't checked in with him uh, since COVID came around. He he may have lost his faith, but he was uh in his late 40s, and if you stick around that long, you're probably there for life. Uh, I know the guitarists all stopped being. One of them, you know, left the band and I think he went back to painting and hanging drywall and, you know, all the stuff that, uh, that bands do when they don't have $40 million in the bank and the, uh, the, the genres change and they got to go back to, uh, being an accountant or fixing hard drives. Boy, I could do a show on that. How many, uh, how many bands I've listened to growing up who were went back and got their degree in IT because they spent their two million dollars that they earned on uh coke and loose women and cars you know stuff that you can't sell back when you're done well cars maybe a little bit depending on how classic they are but definitely the other two you can't really get much money for once you're done with them <sighs> So, yeah, uh, I'm probably not going to talk about my religious time all that often, uh, other than to say, uh, you know, if you know someone who's religious and they're cool and they're nice, you know, there's so many people who just religion teaches them how to, uh, how to be decent. And, uh, I got nothing wrong with that. I wish there was more of that in the world. Um, yeah, I mean it was it was fun meeting these people. Uh hanging out with them. I guess I've always been comfortable around celebrities. Maybe I'll tell you my Robin Williams story. Uh talking with him in another podcast. Remind me. Uh remind me to to talk about share my Robin Williams story. I've got I got some good stories for a uh, for a cunt. So Let's see, is there anything else to say from tourniquet? Oh, I guess I can end the story. I uh, talked with the, with the manager a couple times, and this basically came down to uh, that was the past. Uh, Christian metal was the past, and I was uh, not religious anymore. If, you know, if it had met millions, then I would have put on my Jesus tie and my Jesus slacks my my Jesus penny loafers. I'd a button that shirt right up and uh Whew, I'd a I'd have said anything for, you know, a few million dollars to go off on tour and stuff. That's that's another podcast worth having because people come in and out of the faith all the time. And if you're in a band that demands uh you to not change your beliefs. I mean, the same kind of thing like with Rage Against the Machine, where you had to be uh, a communist to to be in that band. Well, not that you had to, but you had to be okay at least with it, because, I mean, that's what, uh, when uh, Tom, the guitarist, put out an ad looking for other musicians, that was basically, you know, I'm looking for uh, loud communists or whatever he said. Uh, And so they're definitely a band around an ideology. And what if, you know, one of them, uh, I don't know, started liking capitalism all of a sudden uh, and stopped, you know, he'd have to quit or would he have to quit or, uh, you know. So Christians, uh, I guess anyone who builds a brand around an ideology that is something you can change your mind on put you in a a, and the the gives you the chance to search your soul and go okay will I fake it for cash Uh, that might be the name of my next album at least the name of a song fake it for cash so uh, I didn't I decided not to fake it it was easier to make because it wasn't going to involve a lot of cash but it would have been fun. I'd have done a shitload more touring than I ended up doing. God only knows what path I would have been on had I made that choice. But I, I basically told him, no, I did not. Part of me just wishes I'd have strung him along just to go up there and get a chance to jam with the band. That'd have been hella, hella fun, as they say, as my people say. But, But I didn't want to string him along. I... Stayed in San Diego I stayed as a drummer For the band I was in We We played all the way until uh, We broke up a couple weeks after September 11th uh, 2001 That's another story I should tell that story sometimes See look at all these great stories I got coming up for you assholes So That's it That's all I gotta say about my My first brush with fame uh, and my stint on the Christian metal scene. Oh, I left out all the details about the bands I was in. Uh, and that's fine. That's fine. Because they all forgot it, I forgot it, and now you guys can't even forget it, because it's not going to be shared. So thank you for listening. It's been fun. I'm going to share my soul... Embarrassing stories. I haven't shared any stories about my kids. Maybe I'll do a, a live call-in show for everyone who, uh, everyone who, who's had Paris throw up in their mouth. That'll be the next call. See you next time.